This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. We've got a pretty basic tax strategy we'll go over today, and that's deferring income or accelerating expenses. It's, it's one of the planning and strategy moves that we have that we can use every year. And I'll go over some of the details on what that entails. So if you're in a tax year where you've got a lot of income, so if your income is high, it might make sense to defer some of your income or it might make sense to accelerate some of your expenses. So say you're at $100,000 of income. If you have the opportunity to defer additional income into the next tax year, your, your income in that year is still going to be $100,000. Uh, let's, let's go over some of the details of that because there, it's kind of walking a line of, well, I want to make sure you know what's legal and what's not legal, and we can't cover all the details of it, but let's, l- let me give you some very specific e- examples. So say you're sitting at that $100,000 mark, right, and you're a cash basis taxpayer, meaning that you're only reporting income on cash that you've actually received from your clients, your customers. And you're only deducting expenses that you've actually paid in that year. And it can, it can completely change this, this planning idea if you are not a, ta- a cash basis taxpayer. So say you're sitting at $100,000 of net taxable income for the year. That's what you've received after you've paid out all, all your expenses. And say you're sitting there December 15th. And let's say you get a $20,000 check from your client on December 15th and you've got the check in your hand and you're thinking, hey, I'm a cash basis taxpayer. If I don't cash this, I don't have to pay tax on it. Well, that's, you can't do that. You you can't hold that specific check. If you have the ability to deposit it and there's a reasonable amount of time for you to deposit it, you'll need to report that on your, your taxable income for that tax year. So it was December 15th. You've got two weeks to deposit the check. You've got to report it as income. But let's change the the circumstances a little. Let's say it's December 31st, it's 5 p.m., you're headed home for the night, and you check your mail, and you go, oh, well, I got a check in the mail today for $20,000 for my client, but the banks are closed. Like, there's no way you can deposit that check. Even if you had it, there's no way for you to deposit it. In that scenario, you wouldn't report that as taxable income because you didn't have access to the check in a reasonable amount of time, in a period where you could have deposited it. So in that second scenario, you'd have $100,000 of taxable income. In the first scenario, if you've got those checks, I do not recommend holding checks because that's that's tax fraud. Don't do that. Don't hold checks. If you've got them, deposit them. Um, but here here's a way where it could work. Say you're partway through a project with a client and Say you're starting to accrue a lot of expenses and you're getting ready to send them a bill. You don't have to. There's not something that says you have to send them a bill by the end of the year. You you don't, you could bill every quarter if you wanted. Like in my in my office, we're billing usually every month, sometimes twice a month, but it's on average we're billing about every month. Um, but if you've got a lot of ex, um, costs built up and you want to bill your client. Maybe start projecting out your income for 2022 so you can kind of see where, where you're at. If it's putting you into a higher tax bracket, if you know that client is going to pay that invoice immediately and you'll get the cash in this tax year, it might make sense to not 
like hold a check, like in that first example, but we're talking about holding back your invoicing, not sending them the invoice so they don't even know that they owe you the money yet. But it, it's kind of a game between yeah, service providers and and vendors. Like some some people want to be accelerating their their income or accelerating their expenses, and some people want to be doing the exact opposite. So it's kind of a game. You you if you're a business owner, I think you'll probably understand that. And you've probably played that game before. But make sure you're within the tax law, but use it as a tool to your advantage. There are like and the reason we do this, and the reason we want to know what your income is. Like one that we'll talk about a lot is the tax bracket plan, and we've had another episode on this. You'll, you've got to know where your tax bra- what your tax bracket is, what new income, like what it's being taxed at. But also, there are specific credits, like tuition credits, and when your when your student loans are deductible, if you're if you're retired, if you're receiving Social Security, there's Medicare, there's costs of those prescriptions that go way up if you go into those higher income levels. So those are some other reasons why you want to be watching your income. Just because if, if you get into that higher income, uh, all of a sudden your credits could completely change or be removed. So just that's why we're watching this. That's why that's a planning opportunity that we like. And honestly, it, while it is a good planning uh, technique and strategy and thing I would do every single year, um, it's not my absolute favorite one because like we're not saving tax forever. If we're just pushing taxable income into the next year. Of course, that's not a permanent tax savings. This is a temporary tax savings. So it's not like a mind-blowing tax savings strategy. Um, It is just a very good tool to use. So you've got to understand it in your planning. I would do it every single year. But I know it's a a great tool to increase your wealth, decrease your taxes. Please feel free to reach out if if you've got any questions on it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.